How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody, to another Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester, with you. Glad to be here on a Thursday edition. Jam-packed Chelsea Messenger, our betting insider, will join us in just a little bit. Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, will join us in just a little bit. They'll join us via the IHOP hotline at 869-1240 through November 26th. Head to IHOP to try a special turkey entree just in time for Thanksgiving, like the home-style turkey and stuffing dinner, roasted turkey and gravy over cornbread stuffing. Uh, nice and easy there on that one. We'll give away some HTO. As well, we'll uh, we'll get you ready for Thursday night football. We'll go through some of the headlines. K State playoff chances not good. We'll go over that uh, here early in the first hour, and then we'll get into it a little more in the second hour. Uh, some other headlines, all kinds of stuff going on today. Tommy, how are you this morning? I'm good. It's a busy day. Thinking of all the different things to go over today, including the Royals. They've got some news about maybe an additional stadium site in Kansas City, which is interesting. Uh, the Shockers playing in Myrtle Beach in the holiday tournament starting today. There's just a lot happening right now. And by the way, we're one week away from Thanksgiving at this point. And so uh, things are starting to really ramp up here. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it's that quick and that it comes that fast. But it is. And, you know, I, I was thinking, I was like, man, they're already doing the holiday tournaments. And I'm like, wait, it's the holidays. Yeah. That makes total sense, actually. Uh, I was on a I was on a walk this morning. This is unrelated, but it's put me behind by about I don't know ten or fifteen minutes. And a dog comes up to me, stranger dog, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. Like I can't just leave this dog. And it had a collar on, but I couldn't find the tag. And I finally found it, put it in my backyard. What is the proper etiquette on finding dogs in the neighborhood? 
is it and I, I reached out to the to the name on the tag and all that stuff but is it put him in your backyard or just kind of let him roam free a little bit no, I, I, don't I know. think I think putting him in your backyard but then also at that point I'm gonna start thinking about what I want to rename the dog because I'm basically taking ownership of the dog at that point well it's a good dog she's a good girl Finder, I didn't, finders I keepers couldn't. right well, I couldn't find. No, I don't need another animal. Oh, okay, uh, but I, I, I couldn't find the the tag, and I'm like, oh no! Like, am I gonna? What, like, I eventually found it. It was like a, a different looking one. It wasn't a hangy tag, if that makes any sense. It was, it was. But we we found it. But like, let's say you don't, because I've been in this situation where the dog doesn't have a collar or whatever. I mean, you throw it in the backyard and call animal control, like I. No, you throw it. Have the, other you, pets. You throw it in the backyard. You let your kids go out and see the dog, and then you say, "Look, everybody, we have a brand new dog." Oh no, 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 no! Not when you already have other. Do you? I mean, I already have a dog and a cat, and like that. You know, it's not fair to them to just like bring this new dog in. Um, I, I, I don't know. I never know what to do, and I'm a big softie, so I like I, I can't. I can't be the person that just drives by the dog. I'm like, oh, let me see if I can't find. Let me see if I can help this dog. Uh, and it's not like, I don't know. I love animals, but I'm not the kind of person that's just going to like have 19 dogs because I found them roaming around. Like the dog's going to have to go somewhere. Like you got to, you've got an amount of time and like, we'll, we'll try and do this for you. But at some point, like I, I don't need another mouth to feed, you know? I mean, it sounds like a match made in heaven. You're on a walk, you're enjoying yourself. This dog comes up, it's fate. I think that you need to keep the dog. Well, the dog scared the crap out of me, number one, because, oh. I, of course, I'm, like, trying to read stories and prepping for the show and everything, and then all of a sudden there's, like, this dog right up on me, and I'm like, oh, it's like a golden retriever, so it's fine. It's not going to hurt a fly, but uh, she's she's a sweet girl. Hopefully we get her home here pretty quick. Uh, my other dog's not real happy about it because she had to go uh, get locked up somewhere because, uh, you know, you, nobody needs that confrontation initially. Our Our dog we have normally is a – sweet girl but a very protective girl and i'm like yeah no we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna have that happen here so we'll see what happens uh if you if you live in my neighborhood and you know who i am and you're missing your dog it's in my backyard please come get it <laughs> uh 869-1240 is the number on the ihop hotline um let's i i guess let's start with this k-state big 12 stuff tommy i you know, there's not a lot to say. The conference just changed the rule. And I know they're trying to, like, backtrack and say, no, 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 that's how it's written. We're just clarifying it. And it's like, no, that's not how it's written. You literally change the language. Like, on your, you know, you, you, it's not written a certain way if you go back and change what it said. Clarifying it is one thing. But you had to change it. To, again, like we talked about yesterday, they're getting to the right place with it. But you can't change it and then try to pretend like you're not changing it you very clearly are changing it um so and they're being real shady about it like they're not really talking to anybody about it they're just trying to do it and hope it goes away and it very well could go away you know it's funny that do you think they even realized this before everybody you know with k-state started kind of reporting that hey k-state's got a chance to get in here and a pretty good one i, I don't think that they probably even noticed that this was going to play itself out right and even if the intention from the beginning was to have the tiebreaker be the way that it, they changed the rule or clarified the rule to be, even if that was the intention, and it probably was, that's not the way that normal people interpreted that tiebreaker rule because it was written so poorly. We talked about it yesterday. Now, I, I've heard a couple of different arguments on both sides that make – I think they're, they make some sense on either side about head-to-head. And even – like I, I heard one person say, okay, look – Let's say that 
it was head to head, and that and that's obviously the the intention of the Big Twelve. If you're not taking into account non-conference games and you're not taking into account strength of schedule, then it does become a little bit different because you've got some schools that are playing high-quality non-conference opponents and other schools that, that aren't. And so there are other factors that play into it that you could make an argument that even head-to-head doesn't fully give you a, a good indication as to who should belong in the title game. Now, that being said, this is just a mess because of the number of teams in the conference, because of the way things are scheduled, and because not every team is playing every other team each season. If the intention was head-to-head, and I get that it probably was, and that's the way it should be moving forward, and I understand that, I get it, but the way that that rule is interpreted was really, really bad from the, from the beginning, the way they wrote it. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. It, it's, I, I, don't, I just never know what the right answer is on these things. I think for the Big 12, we talked about this, the, the clearer answer is just to have divisions, right? And then and then you don't have to worry. And that's not perfect either, by the way, because those can get lopsided. I mean, we've seen that for years in, in certain leagues. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it at least makes it more clear how you get there, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's And again, like, had they not had to go through and change this, like if right. everything was the same and and the rule was, well, if you're if there's a three team tie and one of those teams is beating the other two, well then yeah, they're obviously in. Right. We probably wouldn't you know, it wouldn't even be that much to talk about, but it's because it wasn't written that way. And it's because there did appear to be a very clear backdoor for Kansas. Now look again, talk to us let's talk in two weeks and see if any of this actually played itself out. You know, like I, I do think the most likely scenario is that Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State win the rest of their games. Kansas State has the toughest test to do that by far, having to play KU and K and, and Iowa State. But, you know, like, that's probably the most likely, but what's the most likely? 50% at best that that happens? So, like, I, I, it's it, it's just, it's a, it's an unnecessary black eye for the league and you know the timing they couldn't really control is because people started talking about it but you got to see that like you have to see that when you write this stuff out like ah there's there's a little back door we got to close we don't want that to happen because it's the wrong thing like ultimately it is the wrong thing but you know it is what it is you kind of wrote it that way you got to live with it for at least a year well you should right and i saw a social media post yesterday from uh, brett mcmurphy college football insider and He was talking about the tiebreaker procedure, basically saying in the event of a multiple team tie, head to head wins takes precedence. If the tied teams are not common opponents, the tied team that defeated each of the other tied teams earns the championship berth. So that's kind of his clarification. But then he goes on to say there have been no changes to any rules regarding Big 12 football tiebreaker procedures, which were agreed upon prior to the season and went into effect August of 2023. That's simply not true. I don't think that's true. I mean, that might be <laughs> what not. that no, might it's, be it's what not. the that might be what the Big Twelve wants everybody right. to think. That might be what Brett McMurphy was told by the Big Twelve. But the bottom line yes. is that any reasonable person who read the way that rule was written can interpret it a completely different way. So even if that was agreed upon and like the intention of the rule was a certain way, that's not the letter of the law, right? Like that's not that's not the way that that rule was written and interpreted by reasonable people everywhere. It's not. And 
it's fine. Like it, it, I, I don't know. I, again, like if this plays itself out, it'll be really unfortunate. I just don't want to get too, I don't want to get so upset about it before it does play itself out because maybe it's like a waste of emotion. I mean, again, like these things come up sometimes, but ah, not always. And if it's not going to even come up, like are we, are we, it, it feels like we're just on a Thursday wasting energy. Like, let's see if it's a thing. Let's see if it's actually a thing and that it plays itself out. And and then, you know, and then we'll go from there. I, I don't know. I Nothing happens really to OU. Oklahoma State, and I get it. Like, Oklahoma State, if you beat the two teams you're tied with, it's that simple, right? Like, it's pretty, that, that shouldn't even, like, you shouldn't need a paragraph for that. Right. If there's a nine-team tie and one team beat the other eight teams, they're going to get in. Right. Like it's, it, it, I get like you it. shouldn't even need to write right. that down. No, I get it. And like, I think that even reasonable people would say, okay, so the head to head makes sense. The way that that should be for Oklahoma State to get in, it makes sense. But that's not the way that it was written. So if you're going to, I know, if you're I, I'm gonna, not saying it's If you're going to change it, change it for next season. Don't change it in the middle of this season. The other thing, I understand your your point about not getting too amped up about it before it even happens, but Kansas State has two winnable games to finish their season. The Sunflower Showdown this weekend in Lawrence, and then at home, Farmageddon against Iowa State. Now, it, you know, both Kansas and Iowa State are good football teams, but it's not like Kansas State is playing Texas or OU or you know what I mean like the look I would State, you rather play would you rather play OU or Kansas and Kansas or Kansas and Lawrence well what I'm saying I is mean, that that you know the Wildcats are going to be favored they're already favored in the game this weekend they're going to be favored right. more than likely at home against Iowa State sure they next week as yeah. well so you're playing two games where you're favored to win right it'd be different if you were underdogs in one or two of them they're going to be favored to win both of these games. And so I get what you're saying about let's not get too riled up about it before it actually happens. But I think that we're going to be looking at maybe a, a, a there's a good chance of scenario where the Wildcats do win both of these games. And we I are agree. looking at this scenario. But the, the, I, I, I totally agree. They should again. The, but the likelihood of all three, because in order for Kansas State to have this matter, they need also need Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to win their right. next two games, right? Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Right. If it's a two-way tie, well, Kansas now. State's out. You don't want that to happen. I mean, like, to, to get no, to that. No, even before. Right. Well, even yeah, before, yeah, before the before, change. Before, for sure. But now that that quote-unquote change or clarification or whatever has happened, now the Wildcats have got to win both of those games and have Oklahoma State and OU lose, lose one, one, right? So, it, right. I mean, it makes it that much more the path that much more difficult. But but what yeah, but it's now a different path, right? So like the reality is, and again, I would be mad as hell if I was a K-State fan right now. Don't don't misunderstand. But what's happened now is you take, you know, I would say of like all the possible scenarios out there of what happens in the last two games. The most likely was that all three of these teams win their next two because they're all going to be favored in those games. Yeah. Now, how likely is that? Again, I'd probably say 50%. So then you go on to the next one, where Kansas State wins both and each one of those teams loses one. Well, that's less likely, but still possible and just like sort of a different sort of likely because whether, you know, Kansas State lost one it, before the change, if any of those three teams goes one and one, Kansas State's out, right? No matter what happens. Yeah. Like if if that's what... so. It, 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 it like in totality, 
I wonder if we had like that that silly like analytics percent chance to make the playoffs. Like I really do wonder what it would have been before and what it is now because I bet it's not that different because the likelihood of all of them going unbeaten versus any of them losing one game it's probably not that different. I don't honestly. know. I mean, look like at the, Oklahoma State just got steamrolled by UCF. You're right, but look at the opponents that both OU and Oklahoma State are playing in their final I know. two. One weeks. of them's got a road game at BYU. I mean, look, it's not. BYU I don't is the worst one. team in the conference. I don't think they are when I've watched them play. No, well, I haven't watched right, them the last couple of by weeks. By record, they're the worst team. Yeah, I, I haven't watched them. To be in fairness, like they may have some injuries or something. I haven't paid any attention to them since they were playing earlier in the league because those games mattered, but. You know, they're not—Cincinnati's the worst. It's just, like, UCF has the same record as BYU and just absolutely smashed Oklahoma State. So I don't know what's going to happen. Again, I said this yesterday, and I'll stick to—I'll bet you a dollar that it it wouldn't have mattered. And that's why it's like, this is really annoying now, but this kind of stuff does work itself out a lot of the time. And it's just really unfortunate for the Big 12 that we started talking about it before, and now they've got egg on their face. Um, we'll get we'll get more into this with Tim Fitzgerald in the next hour because it is a little surprising with as forward-thinking as the Big 12 has been about things that they missed this, right, that, that they let this uh, slip between the cracks because it shouldn't have been there to begin with. Uh, but we can get in more into that a little bit later. Um you know, that game this weekend, and we'll pick it tomorrow, Jason Bean did practice yesterday. Uh, what I think, what did Kodal Nicky call it? Significant. A lot of reps. Practice so reps, a lot I of think, reps. something like that. Yeah. So he's probably going to play. Um, we've, I've soapboxed about not getting official injury reports in college. It's ridiculous that we don't do that. But it sounds like he's going to play. And Leipold, I, I, the terminology Leipold used on way back on Monday was very optimistic, I think. So he's going to play. If he's playing, and I think he will, and you go into that game now, I think K-State's still an eight-point favorite, which is where it's been for a while. I, I, this is going to be I, – I, it, it will be very interesting strategically to see how this game plays out. Because I think that, you know, if you're – like if you're KU – do you pref- you prefer probably a low scoring game like it, like kind of like it played out against Texas Tech honestly if you're K State I think you'd I think you'd like to go fast and this is this isn't a not this is like an observation like if I'm K State I want Jason Bean to have to be throwing the ball a lot because it increases the likelihood he turns the ball over and so like if I'm K State I want to pick up the pace here and and start moving pretty quick in this game and try and, and make KU throw the ball. And if I'm KU, I think I want the exact opposite of that. I think I want this game to be kind of ugly, to run it and to let them, you know, try to play ball control and just let, let Jason Bean make some big-time plays. But it will be, I think, a pretty big clash of styles. I don't think KU wants a track meet, and I don't think K-State wants to slow this thing down. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised that the line is still at eight. And the reason I say that is because if you take into account the common thought that home team you know, usually gets about three points, then really what, the, what Vegas is saying is that Kansas State is 11 points better than Kansas is. And I'm not sure. I mean, 11 is a, li- is a lot, I think. For two ranked teams, for two top 25 teams, yeah. 11 is a lot. I would have been... More, I for me, I would think the line should live somewhere around four to five points. 
Like, I think maybe the Wildcats on paper are a touchdown better than Kansas is. So that's kind of where I would put that, on that line. You and I have disagreed on this <laughs> a little bit more privately because we haven't gotten to our picks or anything on this game, and there's been so many injury considerations. I do think what makes it tricky, and this is why it will be a difficult bet, I think K-State's best might be 11 points better. But what we've seen over time is we haven't gotten K-State's best all the time. I think KU has been probably more consistent with what they are, right, and what their ceiling is because their ceiling isn't as high with Jason Bean as it is with Jalen Daniels. It's part of the reason Lance Leipold and that staff have done such a phenomenal job. Now, I will say, and maybe it didn't catch KU fans off guard, I think it caught most of us off guard with just how much better their defensive players have gotten, and that's a testament to better recruiting and better coaching and all that stuff. But I do think, like, at its best, K-State is probably about that much better than KU. Now, again... That doesn't really mean anything. It just means for the line, like I get the line. It's going to be tough. I I just, I, it's more of a tip of the cap to what K-State's ceiling is. And it also adds into the frustration of that Texas loss. I do think there is not much of a difference between Texas and K-State and Oklahoma in whatever order. I do think those are the three best teams in the league, but K-State's had the letdown games. You know, they had, well, they've had a letdown game. They had the letdown game against Oklahoma State. Texas, I don't know that I'd call Texas a letdown game. Disappointing outcome for sure. But I I, I don't disagree with the line. And I'd still, and we'll make our picks tomorrow, and I haven't decided, but I'd still probably lean K-State there. Yeah, I mean, I think that you you mentioned the the KU defense, and I think that's been the difference maker this season for the Jayhawks, right? And I think that's what closes that gap a little bit more because they've, overperformed or they've outperformed expectations I would say this season especially the secondary OJ Burroughs and Kenny Logan and Kobe Bryant and Melo Dotson I haven't decided yet either which direction I'm going but I I still as of right now I'm a little bit surprised with where that line stands um uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not. Well, well, let's get fit. Let's we'll talk to Fitz about it. See what he thinks about the line. I, I think it's right. It, it might be a little strong. It might be a little strong. And maybe it comes down when everybody knows Bean plays, and there will certainly be some money flow into KU when that becomes. Which it's not going to become certain until Saturday morning. But if he practices again today and tomorrow, or, or really probably just today, that line may move a point or so. All right. When we come back, Chelsea Messenger joins us, our betting insider. We'll talk NFL. Maybe she has thoughts on the on the Sunflower Showdown. We can find out what else is going on in the betting world. We'll do it next on Sports Daily. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, glad to be here with Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, how are you this morning? Yeah, doing well. We finally have a good Thursday night football matchup for the first time in what seems to be all season long. So I am excited to hopefully watch some great football tonight between the Ravens and the Bengals. Well, Al Michaels deserves this after what he's had to deal with. <laughs> we feel bad for the guy, but this is this is a good one. It means a lot. The teams are healthy. We get both starting quarterbacks in. Uh, yeah, what did we do to deserve this? Uh, Three-and-a-half-point favorites the Ravens are tonight over under 46. 
This will, uh, I imagine, inhibit a lot of betting around the country. Are there any sides of it or angles to it that you're looking at tonight? Yeah, there is one trend that specifically has caught my eye here, and it's really hard to ignore. Joe Burrow against the spread when getting more than three points is a blistering 15-2 and two against the spread. So the line in this one is three and a half. And would anybody be shocked, you know, if the Ravens won this game? No, but I think just by the book here, this is the position where the Cincinnati Bengals usually do pretty well against good teams and as underdogs. We saw in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, they were getting three and a half. Sure, they lost, still covered the number. Uh, and Joe Burrow against good teams has been especially good against the spread as well. 19 and eight against the spread against teams above 500. So it's really tough to fade the Ravens right now, especially at home, especially on a short week. But I think I'm going to do it. I'll take the three and a half with the Bengals. Yeah, taking a look at what the, the public is thinking for this game, it's right down the middle. I mean, basically 50-50 as far as the money line at least is concerned. Do you think that there is there any hesitation with the Bengals because of the fact that T. Higgins is likely out? Does that play a role in anything with Joe Burrow? Or do you think that he's got enough weapons where covering that number shouldn't be an issue? Yeah, he still has Jamar Chase. And here's the thing about a good quarterback. You see it with Patrick Mahomes, you know, all the time. Yes, having no receivers is a problem. But when one goes down, good quarterbacks can still make the throws to whoever they have out there. And the Bengals still have guys. It's not like they have no one. And there are some other injuries on this one that maybe are significant as well. Uh, You look at the Ravens. Ronnie Stanley is out for this one. An all-pro uh, when uh, defend or excuse me on the offensive line, one of the premier pass blockers in the NFL. I think that's a huge loss for the Ravens. Although it should be noted that Sam Hubbard, uh, defensive end for the Bengals, will be out as well. But Trey, Trey Hendrickson is playing, so a big part of their pass rush there. So it's not just all about T. Higgins. I think Joe Burrow should be a good enough quarterback to spread the ball around and maybe make up for the loss of T. Higgins. Well, what do you make to? Chelsea, of both of these teams sort of stumbling through it and losing games maybe they shouldn't have lost last week. It's a short week. I just wonder, like, is it, are there any trends that say it's harder to, you know, to bounce back from that kind of thing on a Thursday? Are teams generally able to reset for a Thursday, especially good teams? I do think it's tough, but having a veteran quarterback certainly helps. And I think we see this all the time in the NFL. I think people fall into the trap of saying, okay, well, this is the quote-unquote easy part of the schedule. These are the games they should win. We see it every single year. Like, look at your Chiefs losing to the Broncos, who maybe look a little bit better now. But even the year they won the Super Bowl, lost to the Colts. So we see this every year in the NFL. It's the ultimate parity league. So we see this happen all the time. So it could be a buy-low spot for both of these teams. But I also think the bottom line is this is the AFC North. I don't know if you pay attention to this division, but it's called the black and blue division for a reason. It feels like all of these teams are so close together that even in down years, like they contend with one another. So it's a divisional matchup. I think that screams take the underdog here as well. Uh, So I do expect a good game, but you're right. Both these teams uh, will be on a short week, and I think the competition is going to be pretty stiff here. Chelsea, let's take a look at college football. There's a game locally that we have a lot of interest in, but I want to start with one of the more high-profile matchups in college football this weekend, the number one Georgia Bulldogs on the road at Tennessee. Georgia is a 10.5-point road favorite, 
Tennessee had a, a, a bad loss or a fairly bad loss against Missouri a week ago. Do you think this is a game that the Volunteers can bounce back in, or do you think the Bulldogs can flex a little bit and cover that 105 Yeah, I don't think I'm fading Georgia here. It looks like Georgia has really found their stride, especially offensively speaking. Now Brock Bowers, their star tight end, back in the lineup, and it seems like every single week that people are saying, oh, Georgia's on upset alert. The past few weeks, they have been dead wrong. So I will take the Bulldogs. There is a 10 out there. Georgia laying 10 on the road here. Uh, you got to search for it a little bit. It's only available at a couple of shops, but still, I think that is the correct play. Plus, it's a big game for Georgia. You know, they've got to win this one. They have, I think, the longest SEC win streak uh, alive since Alabama was super dominant. So they've got some history on the line in this one as well. And Bottom line, I think Tennessee's going to have real issues going against this defense that has shored things up just a little bit. Maybe they give up some points here. I wouldn't take a look at the over. But I think the bottom line is Joe Milton of Tennessee is just not very consistent. And you're not going to be able to run against Georgia, the number three run defense in the country. So I will take the more dependable offense and the more dependable team. I'll take Georgia Lang 10. One of four, I believe, ranked matchups. One of the other ones is Kansas State and Kansas, Chelsea. I don't know if you have any angles on that game. It's certainly the one that everybody around here is buying into. It looks like KU's quarterback's going to play. I've seen it anywhere from 7.5 to 8.5 for K-State. Uh, any trends that are standing out or, or you know, just uh, this is a game that's that's got a lot of people excited in this part of the world? Oh, for sure. I think you guys probably know more about me when it comes to the actual matchup. But when we see rivalry games in college football, I think you always take a look at the underdog. And especially if Jason Bean does get to play in this game, I think Kansas has every chance to at least cover the number here, especially if you're getting eight and a half. I know K-State has been the dominant force in this rivalry for quite some time. But still, we are talking about eight and a half points in a rivalry where both these teams are pretty solid. That's the uh, best time for rivalry games is when both teams are pretty good. At least, you know, one team's not markedly better than the other. So I think this line's a little too long for me. I will take the eight and a half with Kansas. Anything else in college football you're looking at this weekend, Chelsea? I know there are a couple of other ranked matchups like Washington and Oregon State or Utah and Arizona. Anything else you're looking at uh, for Saturday's college football slate? Yeah, I really like U of, uh, Louisville, Louisville, Louisville playing the U uh, at Miami. Louisville 9-1 and one this season and in the top 10 for the first time in seven years. This is a huge year for the Cardinals. Maybe they looked a little shaky against Virginia last week, but still managed to win. And we're not talking about a big spread here. It's point and a half. Meanwhile, Miami keeping it close with an elite Florida State team last week, losing 27-20. But remember what we just talked about. Rivalry games always play closer and FSU Miami, definitely a huge rivalry. I think it's time to sell high on the Hurricanes, buying in on Louisville here. The Cardinals over the course of the season have been a much better team, third best red zone defense in the nation, and top 15 nationally in third down run scoring and total defense. It should be a tough matchup for Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke, who's been really inconsistent. He was benched at one point in the season and has 11 picks in his last five games, plus Louisville playing on Thursday last week, so they have a few extra days to prepare I'm going to take Louisville uh, here, covering the spread, minus one and a half on the road at Miami. I feel like Louisville's been a good bet for a little while. All right, Sunday NFL slate. You know, I think you know, we, plenty of good games, always a lot of angles here. Let's dig in. Let, let's just start with your, your favorite play for the NFL or plays for the NFL. 
Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think there are a couple hold-your-nose spots this week that you might laugh at me, but I think it is a very buy-low situation. Looking at the New York Giants, who look like the worst team in the league by far, but they're getting nine and a half points against the Commanders. This is a divisional matchup. I don't think the Commanders are a good enough team to trust as nine and a half point favorites. It's one thing when the Giants are playing teams like the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a great team when playing bad teams. They're great at beating up on them. And I think for that reason, you could probably take a long, hard look at Dallas minus 10 and a half over Carolina as well. Uh, but I'll take the points with the Giants. Maybe it's not my favorite play, but with that same kind of mindset, I think the buy low situation in Arizona is probably a good one as well. Maybe it's time to sell high on the Texans, who have actually been really bad in this position as favorites. We're seeing a line as high as five and a half. Houston, five and a half point favorites over the Cardinals. The Texans have not covered a single number as favorites this year. 0-3 against the spread. So maybe they'd win this one, but I do think maybe Arizona keeps it close. Everybody is talking about Kyler Murray and the new Call of Duty that's come out. And I think the market is maybe too low on Arizona. So I'll take the Cardinals plus five and a half. Let's skip ahead to Monday Night Football. If you get past all of the, you know, all the storylines and everything with the Kelseys and the the Swifts (laughs) meeting apparently at the game, there's actually a football game going on. And the Chiefs are three-point home favorites on Monday Night Football. Any big angles you're looking at with this primetime game? I think this would be a great teaser leg because I do think this game is going to be close. So you take the Eagles. And they're two and a half, so you get six points in your favor, and you get them all the way up to eight and a half. So you have to put that with another team. And I kind of hate doing standalone games, but you put the Eagles plus eight and a half. And like I said, I think Dallas is really solid at covering numbers when playing against those terrible teams. So it's ten and a half. You subtract six. That is four and a half. So Dallas only needs to win by five against Carolina. That or the Niners. Kind of like some big favorites in the teaser market this week. Uh, the Niners laying 11 points on the road at Tampa Bay. Uh, you can get that down to five. I think either of those are good teaser legs to kind of combine with Philly. I know that's kind of the chicken way out, but I do think we see a good game between the Chiefs and the Eagles. I do want to ask Chelsea one more, and then you can give us some props or something. I, I'm interested in Vikings-Broncos. It's the primetime game, but you have two teams – they're probably confusing to the betting markets because for whatever reason, right? The Vikings lose Kirk Cousins, and then all of a sudden they look really good. The Broncos, it's hard to believe, but it's true. They're playing better. A game like that where you've got two teams that are sort of beating perception pretty consistently, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one for me to get a grasp of. Right, because I think the only thing you could say is, you know, if they're playing other teams is, it's time to sell high on the Broncos who have stacked a couple of big wins. And then on the Vikings who eventually you would think would regress back to the mean, especially as a Titans fan, I've seen what Josh Jobs can't do. Like we have seen some great games from him and where he's getting the job done, but not necessarily the case. And that's why he's been a long-term backup. Uh, so I think this is a tough one to predict. Uh, I think if you think it's a coin flip, you take the points. If this one gets to three, I would be on Minnesota plus three. But right now at two and a half, it's kind of a dead number for me, and I don't really trust either of these teams. All right. Any other props or anything outside of the traditional betting that you've got your eye on this weekend? 
I'm not. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm not sure if any of the props have been released just yet. Normally, it's Thursday during the day, but there is yeah. one prop tonight that I do have my eye on. Uh, and it's Joe Burrow over his rushing prop of 12 and a half. I think this might have okay. gone up at some places already. Because during the press conferences of this week... He has said that the first time that they squared off against the Ravens this year, he didn't have every tool in his toolkit. And I think he's talking about his mobility. Because earlier in the season, we know Joe Burrow uh, couldn't move around as good as he normally can. And I know he's not Lamar Jackson. He is not a quote-unquote dual-threat quarterback. But he's a shifty guy. We've seen it in the postseason. And also, we have seen it against good defenses, against San Francisco, He had, uh, I think, a season high of 43 rush yards on six carries. He's had at least five rushes in each of his last three games. He's hit this number in two of his last three, especially against a good defense, especially in a very meaningful game. I think if he has an opportunity to run for a first down, he's going to do it. The Bengals are five and five. 
they need to win this game. They need to win games, period. So I like Joe Burrow's rushing prop as well. That's a good one. I might follow you on that one, Chelsea. All right, Chelsea, we really appreciate it. Uh, Good luck with the bets this week, and uh, let's talk again next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was the host of The Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the lightest lines today on the BetMGM app. On the way out here, let's give away some HTO. Uh, We'll do a couple more coffees. It's going to get a little dreary this weekend, so maybe some coffee is what will get you your fix. Uh, Of course, all the best iced tea. You can order your Thanksgiving gallons, by the way, between now and Sunday and get a little bit of a discount. Just go inside one of the stores, uh, East West Wichita Derby, uh, and place those orders. Get you a couple of free coffees right now, though, from the brew house by calling Jad at 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. We'll find a winner. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one right after this. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to be with you on the program today. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald coming up top of the hour. We'll get more into this uh, Big 12 football scenario. We've got Wichita State basketball a little bit later today. They tip with Coastal Carolina at 3.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 2.30 uh, over on KEYN, so make sure you tune in for that. And then you've got Thursday Night Football here on KFH at 6 o'clock. By the way, primetime NFL games from Westwood One available live for free right here on KFH and on the Odyssey app. Tune into KFH tonight for Thursday Night Football, Bengals, Ravens, or simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Finally, we get a good matchup, and uh, and we're excited about it. I, I can't wait to see this one. I'm with Chelsea. I kind of lean Bengals here. Uh, they're more desperate. I think they're, I think they're closer to being full strength. They're not all the way there without T. Higgins, but uh, we'll have more on that maybe in the second hour. Congratulations to Jim for winning some HDO Brewhouse coffee. Uh, Tommy, you sent me a song that about four people now have sent, and it took me a long time to figure it out. Now it took me a long time to figure it out because I could never give it the proper attention. I didn't know what it was when it got sent because it's always sent without context. And there's not really any context in the video clip. It's just a song. And so I've been at work or I've been all these places where I can't just like blast it out. And last night you sent it. I was like, okay, let me see what this is. And I was like, is that the Kelsey brothers? So apparently it is. Like, what's the story on this? Yeah. So it's called The Fairy Tale of Philadelphia. Uh, it's part of a benefit album that Jason Kelsey and a couple of other Eagles players recorded like an entire album they I, I guess they did one a year ago for charity benefiting a local philadelphia children's hospital i believe they did a follow-up because it was such a big success a year ago so this is another album and there is a song on the album that features travis uh and so it was released yesterday jason and travis called the fairy tale of philadelphia a christmas song mm-hmm. and honestly it's really good I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks that. If you've heard the song, maybe you don't like it. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I really like it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it is good. It, it took me a minute to figure out what it was. I thought it was going to be a, a gag, number one. I thought it was going to be a fake thing that was, like, funny. And I'm like, well, when is this getting funny? And then I went back, and I'm like, no, it's not funny. It kind of sounds all right. But 
I mean, does Taylor Swift need to be worried here? Well, I mean, my understanding understanding is that Travis recorded his part of it before the Taylor Swift relationship started, I believe. You know, we've all been concerned that she's maybe using him. What if he's using her to launch his music career? You know, he I don't know. Um, That seems a little unlikely hearing him sing. Uh, I it, don't I mean, know. It's, it's okay. It's not anything great as far as like his vocal chops are concerned. All I, the commercials, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Now he's dropping songs. Maybe T Swizz needs to, you know, keep a keep her head on a swivel. I mean, he's bit. an all around performer at this point. I guess. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's a cover song. Uh, there was a the original was called Fairy Tale of New York, and it was released, I think, in the eighties. And they changed the lyrics to make it fit. Philadelphia, and I also read that there's a video um, somewhere, I guess, of Jason Kelsey recording his part of it, and he actually gets a little bit emotional as he's recording it, it because it, it kind of it's about like brotherly love between the two of them and kind of their sibling rivalry and all of that. Um, so if you go and you actually listen to the lyrics, uh, it might sound funny to you, like if you're actually hearing it for the first time. I actually don't think it's meant to be like a like a funny like gag song. It's supposed to be a legitimate song, I think, between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I think it is too. That's why it took, that's why it was very confusing to me for a little while. Usually, when I get the same thing multiple times, it's going to be something hilarious. Right. And so I'm like, all right, like, what's this going to be? Uh, and and I'm just like, okay, I'm waiting for it, waiting for it. Uh, you can find it. I'm sure it's not hard to find. Do you obviously. like it? Are you a fan uh, of it? I haven't listened to the whole thing, but okay. of what I heard, yes. Yes, I, I was – well, I, I, a fan is a light. Was I impressed that it sounded good? Yes, I was. When I found out it was him, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. But I haven't, like, just, like, locked in and listened to it. I was I was chasing dogs all morning. Uh, by the way, I think, you know, crisis averted. We got the dog taken care of, so all good there. Wait, okay, you, uh, you, have to, you have to clarify what that means because that could mean a lot of different things. Uh, neighbors coming to pick okay. up the dog out okay. of the backyard. So oh, we're good. good. No, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't like call You took care of the dog? Oh, my God. Yeah. I did grow up on a farm, uh, and, you know, Old Yeller. I, I was going to say, do we have an mind. Old Yeller moment? Nope, all good. Okay. All good. Uh, I've been I've – been, mm, I'm going to reserve – I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. I'm getting in trouble. All right, we'll come back. Tim Fitzgerald is uh, is joining us here. We want to get to the bottom of this Big 12 thing. I'll bet you Fitz is fired up about it. We'll poke the bear a little bit when we come back on Sports Daily. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.